Nissan Regina is the presenting sponsor of Off the Hazel Podcast. And as always, we like to remind you that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. They're the number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, or any needs at all. They have a great staff that is always willing to help. You can go see them today at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. Do it today. Drive Nissan. Alrighty, we are very happy to announce that Off the Hosel and TaylorMade Golf have committed to a long-term partnership. We couldn't be happier. Now it is time that you get yourself into some TaylorMade gear. They have the brand new Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max driver. The irons are incredible and the new wedges are raw. Some of the best players in the world use TaylorMade, so why shouldn't you? For more information on getting fitted or have any questions, you can contact Mike.Langen at TaylorMadeGolf.com or find them on Twitter at Mike underscore Langen underscore TM. Team TaylorMade. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kocher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode 65, Ilya Mikheyev number 65 podcast. Go, let's go. My name is Drew Koser. I am your host, and I'm joined by first baseman, Danny H. Pick the machine. What's going on, Koshi? Not a whole lot. Pretty jammed for this pod today. I'm pretty excited. There's lots uh, to talk about. Lots to talk about, and a great guest, as always. Uh, we will mention Troy is not with us today. He is working out of quarantine, so he's back at the grind, but he's not on the show today. But first, Dan, as always, we'd like to mention that we are a Nissan-driven podcast. They're the number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs. <laughs> they are located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. Drive. Nissan. Nissan. And due to the city or provincial, whatever you want to call it, Restriction, yeah. Restrictions. We're not inside Divots today, but they still are a big sponsor of the podcast. They're hoping to get back open here in a few weeks. We'll see what happens. Just stay tuned. But Divots is still the number one place to play indoor golf during these shitty, shitty winters. Yeah. And what do they got there? What, seven simulators? Seven sims, great food. Great food, good, good oh. vibes all around. Right? Yeah. It's, hopefully they can be opened up uh, soon. So. Yeah, we'll it's see. a no-brainer. Already. That's the easy part of the show. Now we get into the thick of it, the rough, the thick of it. It's a rough one. All right, Dan, what's new with you? What's going on? What's happening? What's uh, the open pit? And obviously, you're you're dieseling a little busy over there, I think. A little busy? Oh, yeah. Before I talk about my life, let's talk about the busy's life. Right now, you guys, I'm drinking a, if you can hear that, just take a listen. Right now, I'm drinking a busy hard seltzer. Um, it's... I'm drinking pineapple mango right now. Drew's drinking the uh, blueberry one right now. And these things are unreal. They're, they're tasty. They're a good summer drink. Um, it's 5% alcohol, but hey, only, what have we got in here? 
uh, calories a little high, but <laughs> <laughs> no, anyways, this is a Molson product and they're actually really good. You guys, I think they're better than the white claws, better than all that stuff. Um, I would try them if, uh, if you're looking for a new drink to try for the summer, perfect Absolutely. summer drink. Put on some ice. Yeah. Put on Everything some, I'm nice. drinking mine up with ice right now. A bowl of rice with it. <laughs> yeah. They're delicious. But anyways, thanks, uh, Dave Stewart at Molson and we appreciate Shady. the support. West coast, Dave. Now you asked me what open mic, right? Open pit, open yeah, what's pit going right on, now? Dan? What's happening in your world? I mean, obviously, not a whole lot. It's a but boring, what's, uh, what's happening? It's a boring life right now. You know why? Why is that? I'm just watching hockey and watching hockey. No golf? Yeah, golf too, but mostly hockey. Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't, there's there's not much to do, like you said, with the restrictions and everything right now. Um, just kind of been keeping it low-key. I think everyone probably is, so there's not really a whole lot going on. Uh, like I said, I'm watching hockey, though. Absolutely, big, yeah. big Leafs guy, as some of you, of you may know. Um, also watching some of the Pats. Pats played last night. Yeah, they're playing well. Connor Bedard, 17 Connor points Bedard in nine games. Connor Bedard is just a stud. Wow. With a team that, you know, the Pats aren't doing that great right now, but he's lighting it up somehow. Um, but, yeah, what, what's going on with you, man? I've, I haven't talked in a week. and Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, watching a lot of, like you said, watching a lot of hockey, a lot of golf. There was a ton of golf on this past weekend, so I tried to – had my computers out and 15 different channels going back on. There was a ton of golf, great golf, watching all that. Um, I went, I actually went and hung out at Divots there the last two nights that they opened. Did that. What else did I do? Not a whole lot. Can't really do much in the city, no. you know. Obviously, Regina, if anyone listening, Regina, Saskatchewan is on a essentially a lockdown. Yeah, we're on lockdown for now. So, um, you brought up golf. Are you ready for April 8th? What's April 8th? Oh, yeah. I've been just pumping tires on the Masters, and I just rubbed the date. Um, okay, Dan, well, I have to ask, though. Last weekend, uh, we had Ashley Zidiman on, Ziddy, Ziddy, Ziddy. Got a lot of texts about that one. People liked it, enjoyed it. PA guy. Uh, PA he, boy. He, he got my, my, my saying wrong. I call it a, you know, a Pepsi. is a black Gatorade. He said brown Gatorade. Um, brown? Yeah. And I Come said, on. no. I said, none of, that stink, none of that stinking root beer. Like Slap Shot, so... No, a great guest. Did you have a chance to listen to the podcast at all? Yep, I listened to it, and it was it was great. Uh, nice. Thanks, you know, good old Sasky boy, Ashley there. And, um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, what you, what's his nickname you call him? Ziggy. Ziggy. Ziggy, thanks a lot for coming on. I liked it, and I'm sure everyone else did too, like you said, Drew. Absolutely. All right, now we got a little bit of hockey talk here, sports talk, before we get into, the, into some golf talk. But we're going to do some hockey talk here. Uh, you know, our, our new thing we've been doing the last few weeks here, the Hot or Not section. Um, and then obviously we'll talk about some key points that happened in the last week here. Uh, but we'll start off with your Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs, four, five, and one, and a one game losing streak, Dan, hot or not. You know what? I'm like, I've said it four times probably now, but I'm a big Leafs guy and I'm going to say they're not hot right now. All right. Um, they had a couple good games, one against, um, they beat Edmonton then they lost Edmonton here last two, but they're playing good. But again, if we're if we're going off the last ten games, um, you're under five hundred. Can't be can't be hot right now. So they got to pick it up a bit. I think um, they're playing better. Yeah, their their goalie situation is kind of weird right now. With where is Freddie? Freddie's hurt. He's I think they said he was going to be out for seven to ten days. Uh, Jack Campbell came in, got a big win there a few days ago, and now he's hurt. But he's been battling injuries all. And then the Southpaw came in, right? Mac yeah, and then, came in? yeah, nope. McLean, McLean's with uh, what's his Tampa. name? Hutchinson. Yeah, Big Hutch came in. Whatever, same thing. 
Hutch came in and um, yeah, they unfortunately didn't get the W for him last night. But um, I think they got to play better. Um, I'm looking forward to we got 20 some games left now, so yeah, I'm looking forward to them to pick it up here. That's my little Leafs rant. Awesome. Well, I think you and Brock Besser can have a, a, a talk off for saying the most ums in a, in a podcast. Yeah, I, just, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> All right, Danny. Winnipeg, 6-4-0 and on a one-game winning streak. Yeah, Winnipeg's hot. I'm going to swipe right on them, I think. Um, <laughs> All right. They like didn't it. have a very good game the other night. Uh, who was that against? Calgary? I, whatever. They, they won me them last night. Yeah they, yeah, they won last night on Monday. But, yeah, I think they're playing well uh, – Again, they're six four and zero. Though it's not that consistent. Like I mean, they're about five hundred, but you can't complain about that. But yeah, yeah let's go with hot. Let's go with hot. Alrighty, let's move on to Troy's Edmonton Oilers seven two and one in a one game winning streak after winning on Monday night over the Leafs in a you know a yeah. crazy twenty five seconds of overtime. I was I was at like, oh my god and oh my god and then yeah uh, after Nurse missed and late late in the third period to, to win the game, he ends up uh, you know. Striking in overtime on a great feed from uh, Connor McDavid. I'm gonna go hot uh, again. They're they're climbing, climbing the standings now too. I think they're only a few points now behind the Leafs. That nurse, he, I watch him the last two games, and he's a hell of a player. Hey, like he's a D man. It's like you always yeah. notice him. He, I think he's I think he's up for a couple of war. Or... Well, and I think too. You cut you off there, but like, I think that I don't know if his name was on the Olympic roster for 2022. 2024. Someone's going to correct me on that one, but I'm pretty sure it's 2022. But he's playing well. And, and I think, honestly, he's playing a little bit above his head because his, his, the defense is just I think it's Barry and Nurse, and then it's like... They got the most points in D-Men right now, I think, those two. Yeah. I think they're up there in the, the top um, top stats for those for the D-Men. But, yeah, I know. I like the way he's playing. I like the way the Oilers are playing. Um, I think they've definitely picked it up compared to a month or so ago. But, um, yeah, they're hot. Alrighty, Montreal four two and four in a one game winning streak. No, not. They're barely by. Uh, what was their record? Four two and four. Four two and four. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not. You, you can't lose what four in the shootout overtimes. You know. Um, yeah. True. I well, don't know. I. You go on. No, I was just gonna jump on the next one. If you had a point, they'll go for it. No, I just I don't I I I don't think they're playing like a playoff team right now. To be honest, I, I think they're very inconsistent. And I think they have been all season, and uh, I think they definitely have to pick it up here with only 20-some games left. So what were you going to say? I was going to jump on now to Vancouver, a team that we both said last week was hot. 6-3-1, and and now they're on a three-game slide. Um, (laughs) They lost three straight. Yeah, yeah, they're not not hot. They had a good uh, week or two weeks ago, but – you can't lose three straight. Like with this shortened season, you can't you can't lose three straight. That's gonna kill you, right? And especially a team that's battling, they're you know, they're right on the bubble of making the playoffs or not, right? So you can't lose three straight and I personally don't see them making the playoffs this year. Alrighty. <clears throat> Jumping on to Calgary and I have some points after we talked about Calgary and Ottawa. Calgary four six and oh, one game losing streak. Yeah, they're not hot. Um I don't like the way I don't understand that team. I you know, a couple of years ago, they were in the playoffs, hell of a team, you know, made a push, went out, went to the second round, and now it's just like you see them play, and there's just, I don't know, I don't know what it is if it's just with all, I mean, there's a good point. I was listening to a different podcast the other day, and good point shouldn't of. Shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do that, just off the hustle only. No, um, 
one of the points that Johnny Gaudreau was getting interviewed and he said that, you know, it just seems like they've had lots of different coaches over the last five years. Yeah. So, you know, he's not blaming it solely on that, but, um, you know, coach, I just think they're soft. Yeah. Like here, here's my little rant on the flames. Yeah, you, you go. Yeah. I, I like what they have. You know, I think Hannafin is very underrated. He's a very good defenseman. Then I looked at their goaltending, but then I looked at their forwards. You know, Johnny Dudrow and Sean Monahan, they're good hockey players in a regular season. Every year, every year they are. But at the end of the day, in the playoffs, where it gets tough, I, I find that they shy away. Yeah. So But you know who I would trade from that team? Who's that? Sean Monahan. Yeah. I would trade him. I yeah. think you can get a good uh, return for him and um the couple games I did watch, he's a ghost out there. Like, I don't know. The whole team's not playing good, obviously, but I just, for a guy that, with his skill level, I mean, he's not a small guy out there by any means either. So it's Giant, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, I don't know. I just don't know some. He plays a soft game, and I personally think they should trade him and get something, you know, in return that could be good for their future. Well, one of my favorite players on that team is Dylan Dubé, and uh, he will be coming to the podcast down the road here. We've, we've already had connections that way, so he will come on, but... I like Dylan Dubé. He's, yeah, a, like he's a little water bug. Actually, Ripper, you know, from the Taxi Squad, our, our fourth member of the show when he comes on once in a while. He, <laughs> we were looking up stats the one day, and he's like, Dubé had this many points as 14-year-old. When I came back from AAA to play for the Flames, Dubé, I think he's grown an inch since he was 14 to now, but yeah. he's just so good. He's small. He's energetic. He creates space yeah, for his team. A team just not doing it right now. I don't understand it, right? It's, yeah. He said they're too soft, and they could just, they're playing soft. Yeah, so if you're a Flame fan and you don't like that, hit me up. DMs. Let's talk about it. Ottawa, 4-3-3, three, three, one game losing streak. I think there's just going to be the same general answer. Yeah, Ottawa's just kind of there, right? They're barely kind of hanging on. They're grinding. Every game. I mean, they're, they're a team that's not going to make the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously they're not hot. It's it's going to be – that's going to be the answer, I think, for the rest of the season. They're going to win some games. They're going to lose some games. And they're just going to finish second last or last, right? It's just is what it is. But, um, yeah. Alrighty, now we do have some points here I want to talk about. The Buffalo Sabres, the Calgary Flames a little bit more here. Matthew Tuchuk and Aaron Ekblad. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's go with Buffalo. Let's get the dumpster fire out of the way here. Man, this team, I, I tweeted last night. I noticed you saw whatever it is. You know, it was kind of like Kevin Malone from the office carrying that big jug of uh, stew and just dummies on the ground. Yeah. Like you had in the bag and then you just, you find a way to blow it. And I've been on teams like this. I know exactly what it's like. So, but to win, to lose 18 in a row, um, you know, there's photos of the, the old screen happening. What is it? I think 04, 05 falling from the roof and smashing the ice. Yeah. And, you know, Taylor Halls, he's, he's underperforming. Uh, Jeff Whole Skinner. Is, yeah. Um, guys getting 70 million for yeah. like seven years. Yeah, like, there's all those high paying guys are just getting, or they're just not performing at all. And it's pretty, how do you lose 18? You know, like I get it. It's a tough league, but 18, come on, you know, like. Well, and, you know, it's it's come, come to a point where they're going to have to win. You know, they have been close. They've been in some overtime games. They've been well, close. The last game, they were up 3 nothing against uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. How do you let that one slip away, you know? but Yeah, well, and, and even to think, too, like, whatever happened to Philly, because they've, they've now healthy scratched Carter Hart twice. Yeah, Philly's kind of going through a rough patch. Who they're projecting to be like the next Carey Price. <clears throat> so when I watched Buffalo, and I saw, I might have been Chicklets, I don't know. Grinelli said something about if Buffalo did it's a brand new first round pick D man first overall. I've already said, oh, uh, Owen Power, I believe. Yeah. Is that enough to say Eichel, you're going to stay? I don't know. I think Eichel, 
Like Sam you, Reinhardt. Like, yeah. they, they, want, they want out. They don't want to be there. Eichel, I think Eichel, I don't see him staying there, to be honest. I mean, even if they get a first overall next year, I don't see that team changing overnight. They're gonna. I think they're going to be in a long rebuild. Oh, yeah. Even if they get a first overall next year, I don't think they're going to change that much in a couple of years. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but Eichel, I can't see them. Can't see him wanting to stay there. It's like, why would you want, you know, why would he want to stay there? He's a competitive guy. Hell's skilled like no other, but you're going to stay there for a couple more seasons and be a last place yeah. team? I don't see it. I mean. No, for sure. And one point I want to ask you, though, is now back to this point, is that the Leafs, as well jump back here. Alex Galchenyuk, I love the guy. He's playing good. You know, he he's had a, a rough go in the NHL, and I actually said to my gal the other night, I'm like, I see his face, and I just, I feel bad. Like, he looks always just kind of like, you know, sad or something. Like, and I've, I've heard he's a good teammate and everything. It's yeah, not, yeah, maybe it's just not the right team or the fit, but he's got skill. Like, he's a well, good hockey he's, player. And he's him, playing great. He played great last yeah, night. Yeah, he, he's playing with uh, the last few games, that Tavares and Nylander line. Yeah. That, they've been the best line on the Leafs. And I think he's playing great. I think he... Uh, that line's been the best, and I'm happy we picked him up. To be honest, at, at first I wasn't sure, right? But I think I like the way he's playing right now. Okay, so I do want to ask that same topic. If the Leafs had a chance to get Taylor Hall, would you want him? Yes, no, or? no, I would never take Taylor Hall on my team. Really? Yeah, not at all. All right, not a Taylor Hall guy. So I don't who's know. a guy then the Leafs need he's, to get then? Um, you know, you know who they said they that they were gonna maybe go. I know after? what I think. Nick Foligno apparently off off Columbus. There was rumors. It's a rumor. Wow. I think he would be an excellent fit with the Leafs. Yeah, after just beating them what two years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no he'd be a guy to have on the team. Yeah, I mean, he's a veteran guy. He's a he's a rough and tough player that's going to go out there and you know muck it up. And I think they need more guys like that. But um, back to the Taylor Hall question there. Everywhere that Taylor Hall's gone, and I'm not saying it's always his fault, right? He's one guy on the team, but he hasn't won anywhere. He hasn't won anywhere. He gets traded. I think. There's a bit of a big ego he's got there. I mean, every NHL player's got an ego, right? But yeah, I think he's got a bit of an ego, and I, I have a, just my own opinion. I think I have a slight feeling that he's a bit of a cancer in the dressing room. But that's just that's me. Fair. That's my opinion. But uh, that's a that's a fair. I would never take him on the Leafs. But anyways, fair enough. Who do you think they should go after? I really think that they need, he doesn't need a goalie. Freddie's good. But I think they need another guy to come in there that can steal games. My only argument with that is, like, who are you going to get right now that another team's going to trade for, you know? Like, there's no other team right now that's really looking to shop their goalies right now. You know, unless you have a big blow-up trade with player, you know, forwards or yeah, added in there. But yeah, I, I just don't think there's the right fit right now for the Leafs to trade away or other teams to do that, right? That's only my argument about it, but... All right, let's jump on here now to two quick points, and then we're jumping on to some golf talk. So Calgary Flames, Daryl Sutter, this guy looks pissed. Carves um, Johnny Gaudreau. Not didn't, didn't carve him. He just said, hope he plays a lot better than he did in his 499th game. Okay, shitting on him a little bit. Uh, but he's, some, not, he's not wrong, though. Some of those guys need a little kick in the ass, all right? Like, exactly. Thoughts quickly, Daryl Sutter, the Flames, and then obviously the Matthew Kachuk incident last night. Well, I think uh, Daryl... I think he's, he's an old-school coach, right? I mean, he was in one Cups in L.A., and they were a rough and tough team, right? It's a very skilled team, too. But um, I think Sutter just expects a lot out of those players. And Gaudreau's he's not a guy that's going to run around out there and hit every player, right? He's a skilled guy, but that that whole team's in a funk right now. So it's kind of like I think he's just, you know, in that interview, you know, trying to kick him in the ass a bit, saying he needs to be better and blah, 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 right? It's just uh, he wasn't saying he was playing like shit. He just said – Needs to be better, right? So it's just a little kicking ass. I don't see anything wrong with it. 
Alrighty, last thing here, and then we're jumping right into some golf talk. Air neck blood. Do this guy. I love him. Great D man. You don't hear a lot about him because he plays in Florida. I could barely watch the video. As soon as I saw I saw blood coming through his sock. Uh is there a blood coming through his sock? Oh yeah, like the bone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he had surgery actually uh yesterday, I think he had surgery yeah. the day before or whatever. Yeah, that was a tough, tough uh, thing clip to, to watch. Yeah, hopefully he's gonna recover. I think he's obviously gonna be out for a while, and um, hopefully he recovers quickly because he's a. I I love Ekblad. He's one of my favorite demons. Remember, I used to do my hair like him, and I was like, I'm Aaron Ekblad. I did my yeah, hair like him. He's six foot five or whatever he is, and <laughs> just a monster of a human. No, hopefully he recovers quick, and yeah, he, yeah. Wishing all the best, Aaron. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, you won't hear this thing, but if you do, um, yeah, get better soon. Okay, Dan. Before we get to some golf talk here, I know you want to rip off a quick ad read from. Our good friends over at TaylorMade. Yeah. TaylorMade Golf and TaylorMade Canada are partners with Off the Hosel, and we couldn't be happier here, right, Drew? Absolutely. It is, it is time for you to start looking at new TaylorMade products today. The new Sim 2 and the new Sim 2 Max drivers are incredible. And if the best players in the world use TaylorMade, why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't, Drew? Team TaylorMade. Contact Mike.Langdon at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Or you can go to your local golf course and talk to them in person. See, need, see if you need any help with them. Ask questions. They're a great partner of ours, and uh, we're happy to have them on board. Absolutely. Great ad read. And, yeah. One for one. Do, one for one. Do it today. TaylorMade's the best. Okay. We had two golf events going on this weekend, as I mentioned earlier in the pod. Tons of golf. My brain was kind of everywhere because it was, like I said, everywhere. Uh, we had the Corrales Put the Canna Resort Club Championship. Put the Canna and the World Golf Championships Dell Technologies match play. Winner in the Corrales Put the Canna Resort, Joel Damon. You know, we've talked to his agent. Joel's going to come on the show. He's been busy. Now he's even more busier. You know, I saw some guys tweeting. They were so happy for him. Um, you know, some guys were tweeting. There's not enough booze in uh, Put the Canna for that guy that night. You know, Joel is. You, I don't know if you saw some of the interviews I tweeted out and saying must-watch interviews. And, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's been through battle. You know, he had tested for cancer. Now he supports cancer. And uh, I, know, I know Troy's a huge fan of Joel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Joel's funny. He was on that one ep- that one pod and golfing all those guys. Great dude. He played some great golf. It was windy. Lost his hat. His caddy's sliding around like third base, getting <laughs> his hat for him. Yeah. So kudos to Joel Damon. In the World Golf Championships of Dell Technologies, winner was Billy Horschel over Scotty Scheffler. Scotty battled to get into the final, but Billy Horschel, the veteran, gets it done. Was he an older guy or what? Yeah, yeah he's a veteran. He's an old. Veteran. He's an older guy. He's, you know, he's been to battle a few times. Mm-hmm. So, did you have a chance to watch much of it? I didn't. I didn't watch much of it. No. Okay. Uh, Canadians in the field uh, in Puthicana were, and a great week for Canadians. David Hearn, T fifteenth. Michael Gligic, a great week, finishing fourth place. Uh, Roger Sloan was um, T11th, and Taylor Pendrith, T40. So, excellent week for uh, Canadians. Congrats to all them. Okay. Canadian. So, um, Sorry, keep going. That's all good. Yeah. Okay, next week, we're off to the Valero Texas Open, and this is no joke. Starting April 1st, that's Fool's Day. To the fourth, so make sure you watch that. There's only one event on this weekend, so you won't have to be flipping your channels back and forth. But um, yeah, I'm excited to watch some more golf. And then the following week, Master, we got the Masters going on. I can't wait for that. And as we get to our guest now, we had we talked a lot about it, the Masters, and we have a couple more guys coming on this week. Actually, Adam Stanley, 
does some TSN stuff and golf stuff. He's a great dude. Coming on Friday, talk more about the Masters. So we're at the full scoop. It's going to be great. But our guest today, he's back again. We had some audio slip-ups. You know, you guys saw the clips. are pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we figured it all out. It went great. We covered the Masters, Tiger, documentary, and so much more in Tiger. You know, the incident, or accident, sorry. Um, but James Duthie today yep. again. So, uh, you know, thoughts on the pod, Dan, before we get uh, right into it here? I think we just get into it, and it's a, another great episode. Thanks to Big Duthie for coming on. Alrighty, James Duthie. Hope you guys enjoy it. Are you tired of the same old Spice Rum and Coke or any other basic mixed drink? Well, we want to change that. Here at Off the Hazel Crew, we are proud supporters of Last Mountain Distillery. They got so many good choices that will change your world. Just some off the top of our head. Last Mountain Distillery Whiskey, Rum, Dill Petro Vodka, Root Beer Schnapps, and now new, Apple Pie Moonshine. If you haven't already checked out Last Mountain Distillery, for all your mixed bevy needs, Last Mountain Distillery, no questions asked. Alrighty, we were back with a familiar face on the podcast and in the sports world, one of the best around. We were happy to have on back again, James Duthie, and obviously joined by all three of the the Hollow Crew boys here. So, JD, what's going on, man? How are things? I'm good, boys. Just driving home from doing a little Senators and Flames weird early early game. I don't know why on a Wednesday evening, but everything is good. Well, yeah, I came home from work and I I, I got to catch um, the third period of it. I mean. I thought it was a little weird that there was a hockey game on today because, again, people uh, have jobs. But uh, maybe with COVID, it's a little different. I think what happened, uh, and not to bore you or your listeners, but Rogers uh, with the rights, I think they have exclusive on Wednesday night. So if we are to show a game, uh, it has to be earlier than their game or something like that because when – when they show a game on Wednesday night hockey, just the way same way it used to be for TSN back in the day, uh, there can be no other games on, right? It's like an exclusive window where they only put one or two games on that night. So, wow. so that's why our game was at 5 o'clock, I think. So I, I, I got a question for you, James. Again, thank you for coming back on the show. Uh, it's Troy speaking. Uh, I just spent five and a half hours in a COVID lineup getting a secondary COVID test. Was my wait of five and a half hours more boring and calling a flame senders game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid question. And I'm James is gas from TSN. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, yours was worse. Today, you know what? The Senators, we do a lot of Senators games that you guys don't see where you are because they're, you know, the whole regional regional games thing that only are seen in, I think, from Ottawa East to Newfoundland. Uh, they're actually pretty spunky for... Uh, you know, for a last place team. So it, it, I, I will be honest. I was doing this game with Mike Johnson and the first two periods, there was nothing. And when you're a host who does intermissions, those games are the worst because you're mm-hmm. just dying for something to happen. Right. Cause you got to fill five minutes or something like that. And what are you going to talk about? Dump ins. <laughs> and those dump ins were solid by the flames in the second period. Uh, so but the third period was really good. The Sens had a little comeback, and uh, it was a decent enough game. So you lose. Okay, fair enough. All righty, James. And obviously, we have to mention to everyone listening because we had some technical difficulties. Obviously, there's a pandemic on right now that's still going on. We tried blaming James Duthie that it was him. Uh, it was us. But we figured it out. We got him on the line. Yeah. He's driving through a thunderstorm right now. We hope that uh, you get there safe. Okay. But, James, I have to ask, though, you know, what have you been up to besides, you know, 
staying safe and obviously covering hockey. I mean, what's it like? And I believe you're in Toronto and correct me if I'm wrong, but what's, uh, what's it like down there or up there? Sorry. Uh, I don't, Drew, I, I'm not different from any of you guys. I'm bored as hell, frankly. I'm like everybody else. It's just, this, this thing has been going on too long and we're all sick of it. And uh, I will say this. I, I went to a driving range yesterday. The weather's been really good the last week or so. We're having an early spring here. And it, I didn't even know this driving range existed. Uh, one of my buddies found it. It's only like 15 minutes from my house. But it is like the dirtiest dirt track diving range ever. Like tin cup plus plus. Like you're basically hitting <laughs> off the dirt. And there must have been 80 guys there. Uh, it was actually a golf course there. This is how obscure this thing is. It is... I don't even know. Like, they just made a golf course, a nine-hole golf course out of a farmer's field, basically. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I went into the barn, basically. I didn't even know there was a course there. There's a barn you walk into, and she's like, you want to play the course, or you just want a bucket? And I'm like, I'll just take the bucket. But there must have been 80 guys lined up on this field, cornfield, banging balls away. <laughs> and it was so awesome just to watch balls fly through the air. So that was the first, you know, good moment I've had in a while because – yeah, I'm just like everybody else. I, I, I love going to the studio to do hockey games, but when I'm not doing that or doing podcasts or whatever, I'm uh, twiddling my thumbs like everybody else waiting for this nightmare to end. Fair enough. So j- just to elaborate on that, uh, for all our Sasky listeners that you're going to piss off when I ask this question, <laughs> how many indoor rounds of golf did you get done? And you've already been outside. So... Uh, I'm going to do like a customer complaint live on your show here. Cause I know you guys talk a lot of golf. Uh, I bought this. I bought SkyTrack this year, right? Okay. Uh, uh James, no so, free ads. Sorry. No, no, this is going to be a, a slam. No, I bought SkyTrack, which, you know, you guys, you guys know SkyTrack. It's one of the yeah. gyms and, uh, forked out like 2,500 bucks or whatever. And then you can buy a plan where you, you know, you hook up to one of those, things to play rounds and I was able to do it once I played St. Andrews and then uh I couldn't figure out how to work it for the rest of the time <laughs> I called their customer complaint line like three times and I couldn't it was something goofy with my wi-fi so so and the other problem is I bought a sky track but I have low ceilings in my basement so I can only <laughs> hit like a nine iron so so the one round so I played so in the one round I played inside yeah, I play. I played St. Andrews entirely with a nine iron. And there's a couple of holes that there's like, it's like I was playing. I actually played from the ladies' tees on purpose because I think there was a couple of carries I didn't think I could make. So there's a couple of carries that were I think from the ladies' tees. There might have been like 180. I was just like swinging my ass off with my nine iron trying to clear the Scottish fescue. But uh, so I only got to play one round. But I, I hit a lot of wedges in my basement all winter. So aside from hitting our nine iron for most of the winter and getting out to the driving range, since the last time we spoke, what else have you been getting up to? Like, let us. When know. did we? Uh, when did we do this last time? Oh, group? Geez, the last podcast, I believe, was uh, episode nineteen or no twenty-one. I was going to say seventeen, so we're close. Was it before or after I went to the Masters? It was right before. Let okay. me just stat check that while you tell your story here. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, if I hadn't felt... Oh, May 27th, right before, sorry. May 27th. Oh, so no, no, but I was last all the way last or, year? Way back yeah, 
Yeah, sorry, after after the Masters, yeah. Oh, but I, the November one I was talking about. I thought I talked in the fall. Oh, man, time flies. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did. Uh, the only time I've been on the road anywhere uh, was that weird November Masters, which I don't know if you guys want to ask questions about that. It was really freaky having no fans there. But it was a really Yeah, let's talk about cool it. Ex- let's get into it. Yeah, it was, it was a super cool experience uh, from my standpoint because – that would be my maybe eighth Masters or ninth Masters. And uh, uh, to, one of the things deal. about covering the Masters, and Drew, I might have told you this when I was on with you last year, but it's a hard event to cover uh, live because, you know, because you can't bring cell phones onto the golf course. Yeah. And because you, you can't, there's no electronic scoreboards. And there's so many people out there that if I'm trying to, like I have to do an hour post show after every round, if I'm trying to follow Tiger Woods or, uh, you know, who's ever winning, you can't get anywhere near him. Yeah. You might see the top of his hat one time and you don't know what's going on. You hear him, his roars all around the golf course and you have no freaking clue what's going on. So to have no fans there, this is the very first time that I could basically stay out on the golf course the entire day when I wasn't on the air. And, uh, you know, it was so cool to be, you know, a few, every tee shot, I was five feet away from whoever I wanted to watch on, on Thursday. I watched, I walked with tiger for, I think his front nine and the gallery was me and my buddy puffy and tiger's girlfriend and Peyton Manning. That was, those were the four people in the gallery. That's a good so, group. Never heard of any of those guys. It was, <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, it was pretty spectacular, and uh, so that was a. Uh, I don't like COVID. I want it over. I want the fans back and the galleries and everything. But that was a really neat one-time experience to be there with no fans. So I have to ask now. I mean, just obviously we're talking about the Masters a little bit here, and we're gonna jump around here. I know Troy's on the the FaceTime, and you're speaking of roars. I hear race cars flying around. It sounds like you're on a NASCAR track. But I have to ask, who's gonna be? on the Masters panel this year, is it is it uh, Graham again and Bob Weeks? Uh, are you calling me down to be on the show for the Masters re- uh, intro, post, recap stuff? What's uh, Who's on your panel? Yeah. Yeah, it's you, it's you three, actually. <laughs> you, three, it's you three and me. I'm on quarantine, no, but I'm done on Sunday, so. Yeah, we'll have you just have you on Facebook because it's going so well this time. FaceTime. FaceTime. FaceTime, sorry. All right, this is fun, James. I'll talk to you later. Um, okay, no, I'm just kidding. Go on. Uh, no, so uh, so it's a here. I'm a little. The one thing I'm a little bit depressed about, frankly, is that uh, because of the shortened NHL season, trade deadline is on the Monday after Masters, and so I don't think I'm going to be able to go this year. We're still trying to figure out if there's any way that I could safely go. And the rules would allow me, you know, we get COVID tested every day down there to, to be back in the station the next day. But I, I think that the protocols are probably not going to let me do that. And so, oh. uh, plus, if there was ever a rain delay or a, pl- a Monday playoff, then I'd be, I'd be messed up for uh, trade deadline. So, it looks right. like I'll be in studio. And I think Weeksy and Dillette will be, will be down there, uh, barring any issues with Graham getting there. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So after listening there for the last few minutes, James, I've got like a three-part question. I'll go slow. I know you're from the east. We're from the west. So since the last time we talked, how many COVID tests have you had? Uh, 
Well, they would almost all be from that master's experience when I had, I think I had two before, two after, and maybe four during. So two, four, I, I think I had eight for the master's yeah, and then I have, yep. I have, yeah, I have it. Thank you. I am, I am from the Easter, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't, I haven't been tested since then. Uh, I've, you know, pretty much been isolated at home and we have really strict protocols at work. So, uh, I, I can't think of, I'm trying to think if I've been tested any other times. I don't think so. No. Okay. Second question. You were talking about masters, no fans. You got to walk with Tiger Woods five feet apart. He got into a horrible accident. Everyone knows. Uh, I want to know what your a your reaction was to the news that the, the car crash, and B, I want to know what your thoughts are on Tiger Woods possibly returning if he does. I was shocked, like everybody else. Uh, I just, you know, I, it's just so bizarro to me. I suppose that the three, you know, defining incidents of his life outside of all his golf achievements have all come. You know, in cars, right? The little crash yeah. in his neighborhood after the fight with Elon and that uh, led to the, the whole scandal and all the Perkins waitresses and all that stuff. And uh, and then the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the DUI and then this. And so, uh, you know, it's rather, it's bizarre the way his life and his career has gone that way. Obviously very thankful that he's okay. Before yeah. you answer uh, the third question about that, though, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah. but did you realize it was one year and six days from the time Kobe Bryant passed away in the helicopter crash? Right. It's crazy. One year and six how, days. Yeah how, yeah, how close it was. And it could have been a lot worse for Tiger, obviously. But uh, Well, yeah, it really so could have, especially, especially those scenes from the accident, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it was insane. So I guess, yeah, like what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think Tiger comes back? Does he make the comeback, or is he done? I think that he comes back. Uh, now, I am not willing to say that he comes back the way he came back last time. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's Tiger Woods. And, well, I don't think many of us, there are multiple times during all those other years that we never thought that putting on that green jacket in 2019 was even remotely a possibility. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if there's one guy who you would never count out, I think in my – the two guys that I would never count out on comebacks in my lifetime would be Tiger Woods and, and Michael Jordan, probably. And uh, with, with Tiger, I just wonder: will the drive be there? Like he obviously he's probably the most driven athlete we've ever seen. But after winning in 2019, and you know we saw him out with Charlie playing in that father-son event, he's been through so much. Do you have the drive to go through it all? And uh, how is his back after this? Probably, you know, in my chats with doctors and ortho, uh, orthos and such, his ankle, that left ankle will probably be the biggest problem just because you put so much weight and torque on that. So uh, it, it's, it's, I don't, I think physically, you know, he, he can probably do it to an extent, but uh, does he have that drive to do it again? And it might take two years or two and a half years to be the way he was again. Or does he, is he satisfied with what he's done? I think that's the big question, and nobody really knows that except Tiger. But yeah. I, certainly would not, I, I certainly would not write him off. The other thing is, guys, 
I don't think it matters anymore, really. Like, if he was to come back and play again, I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I don't think he needs to come back and win a major again. No. Uh, I think if he, even if he comes back and plays in another PGA Tour event, I think that's pretty cool. He doesn't owe us anything. Uh, we'd all love to see him play. We all want him to come back because he makes golf so much more fascinating to watch. But yeah, uh, if he yeah. says no, I think we can all just tip the hat and say we understand, you know. Well, and the other thing, too, James, is Tiger is close to my age and your age. Uh, I know that when I shovel snow here in Zaski, I pull muscles in my back, right? This was a severe <laughs> car accident. Who blames the guy, right? If he says, I'm done, pull the pin. I made my I made my, uh, my money. I, I be, was a professional. I'm the best that there ever was at the game, right? So it's different than you and I shoveling snow. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And the back's another big thing, right? I mean, that's the first thing I thought of, even with his leg. Even though it was all about his legs, the back must have taken some hits in there. And, you know, maybe it's nothing you notice, but as soon as he gets out there and tries to do what he has to do to make a good golf swing, that there could be issues there. So, man, it's a it's a steep hill to climb. So, James, I, I, since we're on this topic right now, I want to ask, I mean, me and Troy and Daniel, we've all watched it. Uh, did you watch the Tiger documentary? Um, you know, and did you have any thoughts, you know, likes, dislikes about it? I'm just kind of curious on, uh, you know, y- uh, your thought on the documentary. Yeah. yeah, I watched it for sure. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, I thought the interesting, most interesting part for me, and, and, you know, maybe I look at it from a television perspective as well when I, when I see these things. I, I, I thought one thing I really liked about it was that they interviewed all these people who, could have easily had grudges with Tiger, right? Yeah. The girlfriend who he, who he basically cut off all ties with and never spoke to again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the caddy, the caddy who he did basically the same thing to and Steve Williams. Yeah. Uh, you know, the coach or the, the guy from the golf course uh, who, was, who was his dad's buddy who he first started playing with. All these guys who were basically cut out of Tiger's life completely and could hold a grudge and instead they didn't dish dirt really on tiger. They basically uh, just talked about interesting facets of them that we didn't necessarily know. And I thought that was a, a, a compelling way to do the documentary because it was, it wasn't just trying to dig up dirt and spew garbage about tiger woods. They were trying to sort of explain why tiger is the way he is. Yeah. And I, I liked the way, I liked the way they did that, that it was not, you know, people out there just being interviewed because they were angry at Tiger for a certain reason. Um, so I found that compelling. Like, I'm sure Steve Williams has lots of lots of dirt or lots of... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Pissed, ...pissed off at with Tiger, you know, with that girlfriend. But uh, so that's what I thought was really interesting. I mean, I didn't learn a ton about him, but uh, you learned enough that, uh, especially about his childhood and well, such, that was was interesting. Before Troy jumps in, I, I think like the one thing I learned about it is like before he I I was what I was I'm 25, so he was he's older than I am. But when I watched it, I was like, you know, he was he I don't know what the word is quote unquote normal. Like he was just a kid too. Like he liked to party with his buddies in high school. Had a time you have some fun dancing around. Like that was cool to see. Like you you don't see Tiger doing that now. You know what I mean? Yeah, boys. I, I should tell you by the way, I'm now. Uh entering my house so if you hear dogs barking I've, I've gone from the traffic transition in the lightning storm to uh what you'll see i have three dogs that uh 
usually whenever I'm doing podcasts or radio or even TV in here, uh, tend to go completely nuts and start humping each other and all sorts of crazy <laughs> things. So, um, <laughs> anyway, the answer to the question was, you're right. I, I just thought uh, those videos of him being young were, were really interesting, aside of him. He was so guarded in especially early in his career, and he's still very guarded about what he shows, about what he's like away from uh, the camera. And, you know, I'd hear from players on tour that he was a good guy and that he, you know, laughed a lot, and, but he, he never wanted to show that ever. Uh, so that, that was interesting. I also just feel sorry for the guy for his youth. You know, as, as great, you know, Earl helped create the greatest golfer ever, and I, I guess we can thank him for that. But yeah. I think Tiger certainly had a deprived childhood uh, socially. And, uh, you know, I guess you're, you're right. He did have moments where we saw him drinking and having fun and everything like that. But for the most part, I don't think he got as normal a childhood as, uh, as the rest of us. So, uh, maybe that explains some of the other things that happened later in his life. Yeah. So before Drew starts off with the master's talk, I, I got one last part of the tiger documentary question. I want to ask you, does it surprise you, James, that tiger had zero input? Really? He was not on camera. didn't say nothing. Um, and if so, thoughts? Like, what are your thoughts about that? It doesn't surprise me at all because, you know, Tiger Woods is in a position where uh, if he wants to do a documentary, and I'm sure there will be one, there will eventually be a completely Tiger-sanctioned documentary that yeah. airs wherever. And uh, that'll be Tiger's version of the story, but it will probably be a very cleansed uh, version of it, right? That focuses on golf because that's what he likes to focus on. Yeah. So I don't think it'll be as as interesting. So it doesn't surprise me that he didn't cooperate, and uh, he was probably not thrilled that all those people were doing interviews, even though, as I said, they really didn't say that much negative about him. But you know, Tiger's a corporation, and so yeah, uh, they he he'll want to have control. You know, the the Jordan documentary was only done because Jordan gave it his blessing. And he had a lot of creative control on what went in there. I loved it. Right. So as good as that documentary was, and it was, uh, it was great. You know, mm-hmm. there was still, it was still the mostly the Michael Jordan story, uh, like his version of the story as much as anything else. So. Well, and that's what I was going to say is it would be awesome if Tiger would do something like Michael Jordan did maybe once he retires, something like that, where he goes over his matches that he played, you know, all the records and all that stuff. That, I think that would be awesome. I would love to see him. I'm not sure if he would do it. Life. Yeah, exactly. I wish he would, you know, I wish he would address the scandal and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the the DUI and everything that happened. And maybe he will. Mm-hmm. But I think we're fooling ourselves to think that we'll ever get the full story. Right. Uh, and he's just he's just not like that. You guys have no. seen enough interviews with him. He's just too guarded and yeah. uh, too protective that way. He'll never he'll never show that side of him. All right, James, last question I have here before we jump into some Masters Golf Talk as you have 20 minutes here because we're dealing with the highway, we're dealing with the NASCAR, we're in the garage, you, you turned zombie on us, and now we're back here, we're all we're all good. So the question here is, me and Daniel were watching earlier before we came on, did some homework, and I watched a little bit of this when it came out last summer, but Dubas and Jerry D and you and O-Dog, walk us through that God. event. Like, What is it like golfing with Jerry D? I'm a talker. When it's game on, I'm pretty quiet. I can throw the chirps out here and there. But it seemed like Jerry D didn't, uh, you know, shut up at all. <laughs> okay, well, two thoughts. I hate watching that thing, uh, not only because I just collapsed horribly, but because 
Like I, I, I tape my swing a lot to practice, and I have That's a fine. De- like I don't, I don't pretend to have a good swing, but I have a decent swing. But when I get in a nervous situation like that, when I'm playing, you know, in a match or something, I tend to get like really short on my backswing and stuff. And so I, I see the swing on video, and I was just like, oh my god, right? Because <laughs> you just you re- you revert to all your worst possible habits. And so that really, it really bothered me seeing me swing. Um, I, I came out and I, I look at, I could talk in front of 10 million people on TV and not get nervous, but you play golf in front of people and they closed the course and there was, I don't know. So there's probably 50 people with us, right? It concluded like with about four camera crews. I was wearing three mic packs <laughs> and uh, it was a really cool event. Uh, TPC here in Toronto did an awesome job. And, but it was, you know, it was kind of like the closest thing you, you could experience on my level to be in in some sort of tournament. And uh, so I was, I played great. I think I was on my own ball. I was maybe, I think I was one over after six or something, uh, which was pretty good for me. And we were five strokes ahead. And then I had this thing, if you guys watched it, I, I, I basically, we were five up on 11, I think. And oh, hit a really good drive. He's a good golfer. Yeah. And I was, it was sort of, we were sort of the right side. There's woods along the right. And I didn't like the shot. I wanted to lay up. And he's like, don't be an idiot. Just go for it. It was like 214 <laughs> yards to the green, right? But I'm like, I don't feel comfortable here because I don't really like my, I had new hybrids, which I didn't really love at the time. And uh, so I hit this hybrid like sideways into the woods. <laughs> and that's when it all <laughs> fell apart for us. We, oh, made, oh, like, oh. we made like an eight and like, so far off the toe, you wouldn't even, I don't even think I hit the toe. And, uh, and then it was just down. I don't think I hit a good shot the rest of the way. Cause I was so rattled. Uh, right. You just start to question everything in your swing. Well, it's amazing. Like one swing like that. And all of a sudden you're questioning everything and you're trying to make adjustments to your grip. And I was just horrible the last six holes and we lost, but, uh, that's a long winded way to get to your question. It didn't help that Jerry was just like as soon as that Jerry was, I we shut Jerry up because he wasn't playing that great, and we were up by he five strokes. He was playing brutal. Yeah, and then all of a sudden this happened, and he just like he's a comedian. That's what he does, and he's a hilarious guy. It's all scripted though. And, yeah, <laughs> but he does no. He does a lot of like if you go to his show, like he'll pick on people in the audience. He's very. That's one of his great strengths is that he knows how to rip people. And so as soon as I hit this shot. He was just all over me for like two hours straight, like right into my backswing, basically. And so it was hopeless because I give the guy credit. And then he start, he didn't miss for like the last 10 holes. The guy played, he played unbelievable. So yeah. I'll give him that. But uh, yeah, that was a, uh, that was a learning experience for me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so clutch with the, now, oh, I will say this. Oh, it's, you know, I'm a 10. And O is a like a four or something, and he he when he plays well, he's like the best hockey playing golfer I've played with. Because the day before we had a practice round, same course, I shot seventy six, which was really good for me. He shot seventy, and he was five under after seven, and I thought he was going to shoot like sixty one, um, but he he kind of he chunked a couple of chips down the stretch too. So I'm going to go on the record to say it was uh, <laughs> equally his fault. Well, well, James, you know you kind of just ran into almost a free ad. I mean, you, you said you're shooting an eight. Let's get you down to a six. 
we got a guy here with TaylorMade Golf, uh, Mike.Langen at TaylorMadeGolf.com. He might uh, be able to help you out with a set of golf clubs to uh, get you down to that 654, you know. Buddy, I uh, I will do TaylorMade ads all day. I'm a TaylorMade guy through and through. Uh, I actually am staring as I just walked into my house. So Nick Obrich is my guy for TaylorMade here in uh, in Toronto. You have to use and Mike. They've been so, James, they've been so kind to me. <laughs> <laughs> they've been so kind to me. Uh, they get have been uh, suited me up with stuff numerous times and I'm looking over at a box which I believe is my new driver Sim 2 uh, which came to my house today so I'm Dan got excited. his today Dan got his today as soon as I get off the phone yeah, with pump. you guys I am uh, I'm gonna unbox my Sim <laughs> Okay, well, maybe I should do it live on the podcast. Should I do it live on the podcast just to give you do like it? a what? Is, you, you ever you, watch those? You, you've done everything videos? else uh, on the pod today, James. Again, or, <laughs> huh? Do we get twenty minutes again, or is that like taking <laughs> off our timer? Yeah, I'm gonna have to leave. No, I won't take it off. You're right. I won't do it. I won't do the unboxing. Okay, James. Brewster, get to the Masters chat. Okay, I have one quick one here. As I was, I was trying to jump in there. The only thing I thought was funny, and I like Jerry, huge fan of him. I've been to a show live with him in, in Regina here. but He's annoying as hell on the golf course, though. <laughs> the, I mean, he's, his show is funny. I didn't even think it was funny. I kept telling you, Jerry, you're not even funny. It's annoying. The, the funny thing was, though, and I don't know, like, because uh, you kind of teed your golf ball up a little differently than most people. And he's like, James, and, and I love how he, he calls right. you by your first name. He's like, James, what are you doing? Like, that's how my kids tee their golf ball up. James, come here. I'll show you how to do oh, it. Right. <laughs> so this is this is a a, uh, a habit I got into a long time ago, and I haven't been able to break it, which is I don't care how I look, really, right? I should care. And this year I'm going to try to break it. But I, I do tee up my golf ball in a crouch from behind, <laughs> which is like a seven-year-old kid. And, and I, the funny thing is, nobody's ever called me on it. I've played with like NHL players and my buddies who are chirpers just like you guys. No one has ever called me on it until Jerry D does it on this televised event. Well, so, initially, uh, Daniel thought, just before he saw you, he thought he, you were maybe wearing too tight of pants or you had a bad back that day, but you were wearing short shorts, so it was good to go. But you should have been fine. Yeah, you know, part of it, I think, is as a right handed golfer, you tee the ball up with your right hand, right? Yeah. Like that's the way the pros mm-hmm. tee it up. They do that lean. I'm a lefty. Oh. And which I also think explains my difficulty in in you know becoming a regular longtime single handicap is because I, I personally believe I know this is true for everybody that your your trail hand should be your dominant hand, and uh, I don't have it that way. So that's my excuse for everything that goes wrong in my golf game. So I have tr- I, I want to put the tee in with my left hand. And that's why I end up doing it in the in the goofy childish way that I do. So, so being a left-hander, did you get your clubs a lot faster than Drew and I did, just like Daniel did? No, he's a right-handed. A he's right-handed, but he's no. I'm a right-handed, I'm a left-handed person. He's a you try. Oh, okay. Golfer. Sorry, that's what I'm trying sorry, to say. sorry. My apologies. Yeah, wake up and play along, all right? <laughs> yeah. Try, I'm trying to eat supper and do a podcast at the same time, James. <laughs> yeah, professional. Okay, James, I have to ask though because now we we have to get Jerry on, and, and I know you didn't help us out. We'll figure that out. But now, we're going to go into some Masters talk. You're a Masters guy. You're the Masters. You're James out there. I watch it, and you know Troy watches it. Daniel watches it. We're all excited. We're trying to set up a you know, a Masters viewing party, but you know, it was a pandemic, and you know, Regina, Saskatchewan's a little different than everywhere else. So anyways, the question is, who do you like this year at the Masters? Is DJ, you know, defending champ? Is he the guy that you're on? Okay, he's pretty good. Uh, is Rory going to come back? 
uh, JT, you know, Brooks isn't playing. Who do you like? Uh, I mean, if if DJ, I'll, I'll be interested to see. DJ won today, I guess, in match play. He if dummied he's on someone. form, I mean, he should be a solid favorite just the way he, he dominated that course last year. Um, I'm a big Shoffley guy. I think oh, that he's yeah. going to win a major one of these guys, days. So um, just if I was to pick a name from the field, I think golf, one of the things that golf is so great these days, it's not, I you know, it doesn't have a tiger. It doesn't have the popularity it has because it doesn't have a tiger dominating figure. But it it really is a point where you got thirty guys that can win almost any week, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, like I I love Hovland, but around the greens he's gotten much better. But maybe that's not the greatest strength of his game. So he's probably not ready to win at Augusta just yet. So Shoffley, who was close or you know sort of around the last couple of years, I guess would be. Um, one of my key picks, um, but I, I don't know how after you, what we watched in November, I mean, it's only five months ago. How yeah. do you, how do you not think that DJ is a, a strong favorite if he comes in a, on form? I like DJ. I took Justin Rose's th- this year. Justin Rose is always in the mix. I, I don't know Troy mm-hmm. Tucker, Daniel, or I mean, sorry, Troy one. Well, he had to pull out what he had. Well, like a, he had an injury that he had to pull out like last week or whatever. So, is he playing? I'm just trying to scroll through the match play. Is he playing this week in this match play? I don't see him. So, you know, is he healthy? And I always, I'm always leery of guys, even the top players in the world, if they haven't played for a couple of, or even a yeah. month or so. Right? I like to see a guy have a good tournament two or three weeks before the Masters. You know, when I'm doing my Masters pools, guys like that. You know, JT has yet to have a fantastic Masters, right? And True. he looked so good last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lost today to Kuchar, but um, cool. somebody like that. And you, know, you know, the greatest story for me would be Jordan Spieth, oh, um, yeah. who he's is playing so well. And I, you know, I feel like he's going to be in the hunt this year. You really feel like it. He's, play, he's been in the hunt basically every tournament he's played. I love... I lo- I've, I've realized that I'm a massive speed fan. I didn't really realize it, but watching him back playing well this year, I found myself rooting so hard for the guy. And I just see he's so interesting because he never shuts up. And I love that, hey? Yeah, I, I just think he's one of the real fascinating characters in golf. He's engaged, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would love, to see, love to see it. So... Two-parter, I guess. It's a question slash comment. Uh, James, who would you take as your underdog to win the Masters? Your absolute underdog. And, okay. and before you answer that, I think we should set up a pool between the Off the Hazel and Mr. James Duffy. We all select one guy. We'll put your next Uber ride as a bet. That'll be the cash. I don't yeah, know, $27 yeah or max, max $7. I, I, I've got my winner that I believe it's going to win. So I want to know your underdog, and then let's do a little uh, round uh, pick. Round pick. Who's going to win? Um, okay. Let's now. I mean, underdogs. Uh, uh, it, it, the definition of underdog at the Masters is is a, a challenging one, right? I mean, are you talking like because it's a smaller field, and you have okay? I'll, I'll say like Corey Connors, somebody who strikes the ball so Canadian. well, who's who played well, who's Canadian. I think that would that would definitely qualify as an underdog. He lost the day to Matt Wolf, but uh, uh, you know if Corey could get hot with the putter, it's cost him a little bit. But I, I just think the way he he strikes the ball, he should be in contention. So I'm going to go with the Canadian boy. 
Okay, so there's James Duffy's underdog. Now, who out of the four of us here, we're going to start with Daniel because he's the quietest on this podcast all the time. Who is your pick to win the Masters in two weeks, Daniel? I'm going DJ. I I was telling Drew this, that I want to see a back-to-back. I know uh, it's it's such a biased pick, right? He won won last year, but I would would love to see uh, him win back-to-back. Drew, you're on the clock. Well, and as, as I said, I said uh, Justin Rose, I put a $5 bet to win some money this week. Um, he, he better do it. Otherwise, I'm coming for him. Uh, but if not, if Justin Rose isn't playing, I'm going to go with the guy that I had a $2 bet on one time a long time ago to win $10,000. I pulled it off him. Uh, idiot move, Drew. Brennan Todd, if he's Brennan playing. Todd, good pick. And Mr. Duffy. Now, is this a uh, – this would be not – who I it doesn't have to be someone I like. It's a this is a betting type such scenario, correct? Yeah, this, this is brought to you by our new new sponsor, Bruce. The new toothbrush we just got in today. I don't actually have it in front of me. I know Dan has it over there. They're called Bruce. B R U U S H. They clean your teeth. They're soft teeth. Try it out today. Gambling corner today. Brought to you by Bruce. I don't want necessarily either one of these guys to win. Uh, I'll pick Deshambo for the purpose of the pool, uh, but I'm, I'm worried Patrick Reed probably has another good run in him. Oh, that's a good pick. Wow. Those are two good picks. This, yeah. is, this is a first, so we have four people on this roundtable asking about the Masters winner, and not one of us said the same person. I'm going to take always the bridesmaid, never the bride, Tony Finau. Wow. That would be spectacular, too. Yeah. Although he got his ass absolutely handed. <laughs> oh, yeah, match play? Today. That's okay. Yeah. That was he today. got destroyed, but it was only one day. Yeah. No, those are all good picks, boys, and I, I hope it's, uh, you know, the, the great thing about that 2019 Tiger win was not just the fact that Tiger won, but do you remember how great that day was? That oh, Finau was around, yeah. and, and Cantley was around. That would be another good pick, by the way, Cantley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shoffley was right in there, and Kepka was there, and Molinari, and it was just, it was so, so exciting. Uh, so those are my favorite masters is when there's you know five or six big names in the golf world that are all in and on the back nine on sunday so let's hope we get something like that okay james last question i know you you have what how much time you left 15 minutes uh maybe, maybe five okay five minutes Hey, okay, last question here and while you answer this question are you on a landline like can you walk with it i'm on a landline right now yes i've, I've, I've i'm magically in the middle of this interview okay as Without interruption or edit, <laughs> change from a cell phone to a landline. It's one of the most remarkable things that's happened in the history of podcasting. Okay, so take your, take your landline with you, walk over to your golf club you got, and yeah. while you're doing that, answer yeah. this question, and then we want to hear what you got, what kind of sample. But I'm, I'm on a, like an old school landline. Old James. In, but here, I'll yell while I get the box. Hold on, hold on one second. Okay, run it at the box. Okay, James is grabbing his TaylorMade box because we're, we're TaylorMade sponsored podcast. Um, as James doing this, can you hear me, James? Okay, he, he's yelling at me. He's now. yelling. Hold on, James. All right, here we are. Okay, he's back. Okay, he's got on, his box. You got your box. Okay, the last question I have, and we're gonna have you on again because we're we're friend, your friends, we're friends. We haven't seen you yet. We're all good people. All right. Um, but the question is. What is your favorite memory from the Masters? And then once, as you're telling this story, unbox the box and then tell us what you got there in your bag. All right. Box. I don't know if I can do two things at once. Yeah. <laughs> you're not TSM without no script. I'm, I'm you can do this. I'm sure. it. Um, boy, my favorite memory of the Masters, 
I'm going to have to say uh, that the year the Tiger won, obviously, because if you were to ask me my favorite moments of my career, that would probably be in, definitely be in the top three. And because of what I told you guys earlier about the difficulty in, in covering the tournament when you have to do a TV show afterwards, yeah. I could not watch Tiger's uh, back nine. I had to be in the TV compound uh, watching it so I knew what was going on. But I walked uh, several holes with him on the front. And uh, if you might remember, on nine, he, he hit his approach way to the back of the green. And the, that green on nine is remarkably sloped. It's one of those things when you yeah. get to Augusta Live, you're, you can't believe how sloped it is. It's three tiers. And, and you could easily putt the ball off the green. As a matter of fact, the, the round I, I got to play at Augusta a few years ago, I was playing with a, a lady, and she was at the back, and she putted it off the green, and her ball ended up 90 yards. She had like a 90-yard approach shot after she putted it off the green. Nice putt. That's how steep that <laughs> hill is on nine. Dan's so anyway, Tiger, Tiger's probably got 50 feet, the worst possible position you could be in. And uh, he hit just a remarkable putt to about six inches, I think, and two putted there. And I can't remember the position. I think Molinari was winning, so he might have been up by one, might have been tied. But Tiger was going to the back nine on Sunday in contention. And the electricity in that crowd, obviously, you know, there was thousands of people around Tiger. And that walk from the, from the ninth green to the tenth tee, I just can't describe to you guys the... I, I don't think I'd ever felt anything like that in my life of just the sheer electricity from a crowd because it was like they were all realizing at once this could happen right that the first few yeah. days it was a nice thought but at, now we were on the back nine on sunday and the old tiger was back and so i just decided to be you know a fan i just kind of went up to the ropes to watch him walk by <laughs> with my buddy puffy who's a you know, a, a producer, and we have rules in broadcasting. You don't cheer and yell or anything like that, but Puffy, Puffy couldn't contain himself. So Tiger walks by, and Puffy's like, you got this, Tiger, you got this. <laughs> I'm like, buddy, we're supposed to, we're supposed to be professional journalists here. But uh, I just, they were literally, you know, 60-year-old men and middle-aged women that were just screaming at the top of their lungs. And... I just, I'd never witnessed anything like it. And to me, that, like, so that was my last moment. I had to watch him tee off on 10 and then go back to the uh, TV truck and watch history happen. But I just thought that was, awesome. that's a really special memory to feel what that crowd felt like, you know, realizing the Tiger could win another Masters. Yeah. So I did not succeed in opening the box while I did that. I got lost in my story, but <laughs> there's only four pieces of tape, so I think I can do it while you're talking. So before Drew signs off with either James and myself and Daniel, I just wanted to let you know that's how our listeners feel about you coming back on again on Off the Halls of Podcast. So we They're all screaming it. and yelling and electric. <laughs> yeah, and changing your voice and garage door slamming. and No editing, though. It's just, uh, James, I want to know what's in that box, though. And then we're going to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, hold just... on. I'm just trying. I'm working on my last <laughs> couple of pieces of tape here, boys, because I'm, you know, I don't have a knife. I'm doing this old school with my hands, like good Sasky boys would appreciate. Absolutely. That's what we call. That's what we call toughness and strength in the East. If you can open a box with your bare hands without a knife. <laughs> yeah. If you don't got talent, you're no good. <laughs> and by the way, I spent like, you know, three years in BC, so I got a little bit of Western pedigree to me. Okay. All right. Box is open. Oh, good lord! This is exciting. I'm too bad this is not on TV. Now, the only sad part is 
uh, it's the wrong shaft hand. is separate. I have to assemble myself. So oh. I'm looking at the shaft. It is you just the shafted. shaft of my new driver. Uh, so the, there's another box there that has the head in it. So, by the way, I'm useless at attaching heads to drivers, so I'll probably put it on backwards and have to play lefty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Man, this has been so much fun. I hope that we can do this all again and hopefully have better audio. Uh, that's your fault. Uh, but we'll do this again. You're dropping next week. Uh, I, I appreciate this. I know Troy does. I know Dana does. Very and, much so. um, yep. yeah, we can't wait to do this again with you, man. Take care. Uh, boys, I, I love the Sasky boys. You know that, and uh, appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, enjoy the Masters when we get to it. All right, James. Thanks, James. Thanks. Okay, boys, take it easy, man. You too. COVID spring break is right around the corner, and you know what that means: spring break in your pants. Manscaped is here to ensure that the party in your pants never stops, even. Veronica Corningstone wouldn't say no to this pants party. For everyone preparing for pants party this spring break, I have an exclusive 20% off discount. Use the code HOSL20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine get the 20 percent off free shipping with the code hosel20 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code hosel20 say hola to your new beautiful balls with manscaped Alrighty, there's episode 65 Getting closer to that 100 number, Danny H., wouldn't you say? We're close. We're almost at the Gretzky, but we're not. We're almost at 67, which is, I believe, Dan Clark of the Riders. Is he 67? I don't want to. Someone's going to correct you if you get it wrong. So. Pretty sure. I'm Pretty sure? Okay. <laughs> I hope so. Ooh, Let's do a little fact check right now. Yeah, do it while you're doing that. Okay. Let's do a fact check. I'll talk on while you're doing that. A great podcast in with James Duffy. You know, we talk. The guy's a pro. Five minutes of it was perfect. Then we lose him because he goes under underpass. Then he comes back on. We talk for great 15 minutes. And then it goes to he goes zombie mode on us and we got hacked or something or whatever it was. Then we get a call. He was called the landline. We get him on there and he's in his house now and there's dogs humping and barking. Um, and then he does an unboxing, a tailor made unboxing for us. Great episode. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, Whenever you get that guy, that guy's a professional talker. So, I mean, he could go on forever. He's a great guy. Never heard of him. He's a great guy, and you see, everyone knows him from TSN, so everyone knows what he's like and how, how good he is at what he does. And, yeah, thanks again, Mr. Duffy, for coming on. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, great episode. Dan, it's it's Wednesday, as always. Wednesday. But you should oh, listen to this podcast any day of the week. Friday evening we're interviewing adam stanley as i mentioned earlier talk some more masters and then as i pulled up my phone here sorry if i'm lagging but i shouldn't be lagging we're also talking on saturday to Corey powell the co-founder of the outlaw tour that is a professional golf tour in arizona right i'm looking forward to that i'm one. excited yep that'll be good i one. hope you're there for that one because i i didn't know what it's about i only knew that eric howard friend of the show was on that tour once upon a time, 
Yeah, right. And I'm going to rip off the social medias. If you don't already follow us on Facebook, it's at Off The Hustle. Twitter, underscore Off The Hustle. Instagram, at underscore Off The Hustle. Check us out if you haven't already. Lots of stuff we post yeah. on there daily. Lots of posts. Lots of giveaways. Lots of fun. That was perfect. Sorry. Did you ever I check if I was right with the Riders? Yeah, he's yeah. Dan Clark is number 67. <laughs> Finally, you. you're right. One for 50 on facts, eh? Stat guy, Kosh. a boy. Okay. That's all we have this week. Dan, as a ple- as always a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. I'll talk Love to you ya. hopefully Friday and Saturday. A couple yep. of guests on. If not, I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Sounds good, brother. Thanks, everyone, for listening. For everyone else, Love you. it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Go back and listen to the old episodes. Remember, we've had on a lot of big heavy hitters. Some hockey Hall of Famers, some PGA players, some guys that are just... Saners. Saners. Hello. Well, not, yeah. Check us out. Enjoy the podcast. Subscribe, rate us, retweet us, like us. Do what you got to do to make us feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. See you right. later. Have a great uh, whatever. Peace. Talk next week. See ya. Thank you.